0: Welcome to the Empower Yourself Podcast. If you are an intuitive soul, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Dr. Jess. I'm an intuitive healer and author of Heal Your Spirit and Empower Your Life, and a meditation and empowerment guide. We all deserve to be happy and to live a life that we truly love. It's time to step into your power and to be the true version of yourself, to be the biggest version of yourself. It's safe to claim your gifts and to share them with the world. Let's raise our vibe and empower together. Our special guest today is Reverend Julie Moret. She's the author of What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique Brand. She's an accomplished inspirational speaker and teacher She holds degrees in a wide range of healing modalities, including psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, clinical hypnosis, hands-on energy healing, and shamanism. She has been featured on the Lifetime television channel, and she's the ordained Agape International Spiritual Center minister and speaker. Please welcome Julie.
1: (laughs) Hi, good morning.
0: Good morning. I'm
1: happy to see you, Dr. Jess. This is fun.
0: It is fun. And it's something extra to do in the, in the meantime with 14. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, I'm glad that you're here and and that you're enlightening us with your perspective, your purpose, your mission. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're very radiant, as I mentioned, just connecting with you over the years and just watching you maintaining and thriving. So it's beautiful. And I'd love to learn more about, even more about how you see and perceive. So what are some powerful ways for people to raise their vibe in general, in your yeah. opinion?
1: You know, um, I'm really excited about this topic because I'm with all the advancements in new science, we've got Dr. Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and so many folks out there that are breaking, breaking it down to a science level now, things that sp- people in the spiritual and the energetic healing communities used to intuitively know, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to have some science back of it. And so one of those things is about literally when I want to raise my vibe, it's about raising my vibratory frequency. Mm -hmm. Science now understands that down to our tiniest neurons, we're comprised largely of vibration and wave. So um, there's a great book, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. And he speaks about how, and did scientific studies, he's a doctor, scientific studies on how every emotion we have carries a vibratory frequency to it. So lower level emotions, fear, doubt, anxiety, worry, have a low frequency. They keep us in what uh, psychology refers to as the survival brain. The survival brain lets us do little more than survive. So when I wanna raise my vibratory frequency, when I wanna get into a high vibe state, what I do it are activities and behaviors that pull me up out of those lower frequencies, fear, doubt, worry, envy, greed, anger, all those things, and into a higher vibratory frequency, into um, emotions and qualities that are activating, qualities like love, bliss, ecstasy. And so one of the ways, there are a number, I, I'm so excited to talk about this, there are a number, and it's helpful, especially at this time. So one is through prayer. And that's another thing that science has started to really get behind and understands. It's been on the cover of Time Magazine and Newsweek about the power of prayer in a very literal, practical way. So if you're game for it, I'd like to do a short prayer exactly. and invite those listening. Mm-hmm. And this is transdenominational. It's inclusive of all religions. Whether you have a religion, you don't have a religion, you believe in God, you don't. It doesn't matter. It's prayer. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and just notice how you feel. And this is a beginning step in raising our frequency. So we've all joined in, we've plugged in from whatever we're in the middle of. And now we have this moment. We come into center, maybe taking a full, deep, easy breath, perhaps in through the nose and out through the mouth if that's comfortable. And then I begin to talk my way into causing myself to elevate elevate my frequency. And I do that by beginning with an understanding, my understanding, so each person would do this on whatever level works for them, my understanding that there is one power, there's one presence, one source, one life, one goodness. It is everywhere always, call it whatever name you call it. You can call it God, you can call it supreme source, creativity, life whatever it is that is in your mind, the reason and how the sun knows to do what it does and the moon and the stars do their thing and how the whole world seems to work in this kind of perfected way and, and whatever it is that causes the waves to come in and come out, that force behind all of it, that force, that, that, that energy. I'm knowing that that supreme energy is everywhere always. And since it's everywhere always, that means it's right smack in the center of my being, right where I am, I am made in the image and likeness and perfection of this goodness. And if it's so for me, it's true for you right where you are, that right where you are, the power and the presence of a living source, that divine supreme source, God, presence, life, is coursing through your veins, nearer than your breath. It's in every cell, every organ, action, function of your body. I'm so grateful and thankful to take this moment to know this truth that this enlivening, quickening, awakening, perfection is in every single action, function of your beingness, right where you are, that there's something that's so on purpose. And so I bless our time gathered together. I know it is of the highest good. I know there's something, some reason. It's my first time with Dr. Jess mm-hmm. and, and you happen to be listening. There's some purpose. There's some greater reason. Something is here to be more awake than it ever has been before. I'm so grateful for this. I bless it. I bless the time knowing it is of the highest good. And I allow it to be saying, and so it is. Amen. So for me, Mm -hmm. with something like that, I just came in. I've been in meetings. I've been busy. I've had my mind in other places. When I stop and I begin with prayer, Mm -hmm. It's like that started to raise my, raise my vibe. Mm-hmm. My body feels more awake, more alert now. And I would invite the listeners, just notice how that feels in your body temple. Is this a tool that works? Mm-hmm. You know, and become aware of, of what is it that ignites you. There, there are other things like breath work. Um, I, I, do you do a lot of breath work in your practice? Uh, yeah, a lot of deep breaths. Uh, I feel like there's different styles, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So one, to, especially if you're wanting to raise your vibratory frequency really mm-hmm. quickly, yep. it's called the breath of fire. And okay. that's a super quick one where you just go in and out through the nose. So it's like, and you should have Kleenex nearby. So <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed here. But right. <laughs> So I'm pumping in and out through my nose and I invite the listener right where you are just practice pumping air in and out start slowly see how you feel and you can build up and it can end up being quite rapid that's something before a meeting before a conversation if you wake up and you feel sluggish if you feel bored been so during the quarantine i kind of felt like you know like like right? and so what get myself back is this breath of fire where i pump in and out through my nose and um, and that helps that helps that's a practical way of raising the vibratory frequency
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do you want a couple more? Yeah absolutely. <laughs> <I'm over here. laughs> okay. So so those are a couple of things. Um, um, w- another is like what works for you because mm-hmm. as you're listening to this you already know what wakes you up. What ra- what what raises your vibe. And for me music makes a thing. So Sometimes I can be depressed or sluggish. And if I can just remember, I keep a little note of things that raise my frequency to remind me. Because sometimes when I get so stuck, Mm -hmm. I forget everything I know. So one of the things I'll do is make sure I get music on, like ASAP. That starts to raise my frequency. Dance. I have been in the practice, especially during the quarantine, I always had the intention before the quarantine, but I felt like I was too busy. But with the quarantine, I really started this practice. I dance every single day, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, I'm just in my room, I turn on music and I go for it. That changes me. And what happens on an energetic level is you're opening up your chakra systems, you're allowing the energy to flow, and now creativity can happen. Because otherwise there's so many times when I come and I just plop myself down in front of the desk and I like try to write and I'm bored and my mind's all over the place. So a lot of times for me, I raise my vibe by dancing, by walks in nature, by breath work, by painting or whatever your thing is. And I get most of my, my ideas or my creativity starts to flow in those activities
0: so that's a lot
1: what do you want to dissect any of this you with me
0: yeah absolutely and i feel like um to add on to that i feel like um, letting your inner child play yes instead of working mode or being you know totally shut off or disconnected it's just really stepping into it playfully i feel like that helps a lot too
1: yeah absolutely curiosity playfulness wonder Mm -hmm. um those are all like opening points to allow creativity to flow And when we're in our, when our inspiration, when we're in our creativity, that's when our vibe rises and we're happy. And then that begets more and begets more and begets more. Mm
0: -hmm. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, definitely elevates and keep it, keep it rising.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's beautiful thank you julie i appreciate it of course i like um the the deep breathing and like the short deep breaths the breathing of fire is
1: that what you call it breath of fire fire. let's just have everybody do it for a second because you can experience it and it's you just pump it out through your nose and start slowly i wouldn't do it if you're driving just if if it's new to you it might get a little lightheaded Mm -hmm. um but it's just start real slow breathing in through the nose and out through the nose And then start to quicken it up a little bit until you get to kind of a pumping action so i don't know if you could hear that but i'm i'm pumping air and um and that's part of my morning practice so that's another way you can raise your vibe is by setting up a morning spiritual practice that enlivens you and wakes you up. Yeah. And mine includes the breath of fire. And I'll do like three rounds of, I'll count up to 50 or a hundred each time. So I'm like very um, activated by the time I finish.
0: Yeah, you could feel like the adrenaline, and, you know, all the oxygen going to
1: mm-hmm. the brain. It's like an instant shot of it. And then yes, know, the adrenaline just going everywhere. They have those (laughs) new places like in New York City and in LA, there are places where you can go and get like a hit of oxygen. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. Just do the breath of fire. (laughs) save yourself some money. (laughs) Yes, some manual self-love. Very Mm -hmm. cool. I like that. And
0: um, I was watching your TED Talk and um, checking out different talks that you have online, which are amazing. And um, that's great that you've done that. It's a huge achievement. Um, And you mentioned in the TED Talk that our uniqueness is a gift to this world, and without sharing, our uniqueness is a disservice. So how can we brand our uniqueness in the most effective way?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a really long time to, to understand that because I think the first piece is to clarify, well, that's, that's the title of my book, What's Your What, yeah. Um, yeah. is to clarify what is your what? What's, what's your thing? And we know, I mean, that's the thing. I used to counsel people one-on-one. I've done, I've done hundreds and hundreds of counseling sessions. And the humbling reality is that people usually already know. Like they go to a counselor and they usually already know, mm-hmm. but, but we need a place to kind of process it. So what's your what? What's your thing? What's the way that you're meant to shine and share in this world? And that's the first step is to be very specifically clear about it. And in the book, What's Your What, I I list a lot of exercises on how to clarify. Mm -hmm. One of the exercises is really fun and definitely doable. Um, You go through like all your old yearbooks, cards, emails, letters you've received, and write down a list of all the adjectives that people have used to describe you, the positive Mm -hmm. adjectives. And (laughs) make a list of all the positive adjectives. Then you can group them in synonyms and take a look at the main areas. And what you will find is there are certain adjectives mm-hmm. that have been used over and over since the very beginning of your life. I, in my baby book, my mm-hmm. grandmother saw who I was. It was just amazing to see that from the first moment, the essence of us on an energetic level, we are constantly emitting who we are. Mm-hmm. And so when you clarify what the qualities are that you're meant to shine and share in the world, that helps you hone down no matter what what your job is. The overarching job is to shine that quality of God. So qualities of God or life or source or creation are things like love, peace, joy, beauty, harmony, integrity, justice, freedom, righteousness. Mm -hmm. So notice what are the qualities that people keep using to describe you. And when I did this process, you know, I spent years wondering like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And like all along the way, people would describe me as inspiring. And so, I, so that helped me clarify one piece is like, oh, okay, so whatever it is I choose to do, inspiration needs to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So I would invite you as you listen to this to take the time, it's stunning, um, to see that, that we've been seen. I've been seen by people, I didn't even like, I used to say, oh, they don't understand, they don't know me. We've been seen. So begin by clarifying, what is your what? What's the particular quality you know, the way that you're meant to shine in the world. And then notice how you can infuse that quality in whatever it is that you're pursuing, right? See how you can infuse it. And what will happen is when you're on your purpose, when you're on your, your passion, that thing for which you are born, when you're really on it and claiming it and saying yes to it, mm-hmm. it will take on a life of its own and it will start to magnetize towards you people, places, circumstances, and events that meet you at the level of the dream, that meet you at the level of your purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? Does yeah. this make sense? Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets so exciting. That's where synchronicities that, you know, what you call a synchronicity starts to happen. Um, people pop up out of, out of the blue, it seems. And, and some of the ways, like if you feel like, you know, another way you can help to figure out what your what your qualities are that th- the things that the way that you're meant to shine in the world is recall things that you used to love to do as a child like hobbies you used to love you know whether it was playing outside in the mud or whatever you know building things whatever your thing was growing up and then notice does that have anything to do with the way you're meant to share in the world now? And if it does, great, you're on your way. If it doesn't, then ask yourself, what is the quality of life that I experienced when I was doing that activity? Mm -hmm. And that'll set you on a path. So to give an example, growing up running was my thing. I was passionate about running. And so when I, you know, a few years back when I started trying to figure out like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Um, I went back to my childhood dream and I thought, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my, my knees aren't really interested in me running as hard and fast as I used to. Um, I wouldn't be interested in coaching a running team. So I don't really see that running applies right now. But what's the quality that I felt when I was running? And it was a quality of massive freedom. Like everything's possible because I used to have that runner's high,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: lift off moment. And so it's, a, it's a, a quality of freedom. And then I started thinking, oh, that's interesting. Because even as a kid, it, though I wasn't raised with teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., for some reason, I slept with a picture of Dr. King under my pillow. Like, <laughs> that's so I, my mom thought it was a very curious thing. Yeah. But I had a picture of Dr. King under my mm-hmm. pillow. So what I'm learning about myself is that freedom is a juicer for me. Mm-hmm. Freedom ignites me. It compels me what compels you as you're listening to this? What are qualities? What are behaviors? What are actions? Who are the people? What, what are the things that literally just ignite you and compel you? And then those are more clues to figuring out what your what is. So as far as branding goes, anything that you do, if you link it up to those big drivers for you, the things that ignite you, it's going to give it way more juice than anything in the world ever could, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then a third piece on this is to when you want to figure out how to how to brand that thing that you're meant for, the way you're meant to shine in the world is to get very niche. A lot of times I'll talk with people and I'll say, "Well, who's your audience? You know, for what it is you're wanting to manifest in the world?" And usually people cuz we're so proud of what we do, we're like everyone. And that's beautiful, and to begin with, I say, get really niche, like have a very specific slice market. Who are you speaking to? So for example, if you're a physical fitness trainer, I get it, you could train anybody in the world. And maybe if it's, well, this is an example. I had, I had a client that was, they used to be 300 pounds. They were extremely obese, lost a ton of weight through very healthy means, became a trainer, that's their passion. So their niche market to begin with would be people that were really really heavy and that they could then help along that pathway. They know the path, they know the emotional side of the pathway and it's a big driver for this for this trainer, right? Then what happened after a number of years had passed, she no longer identified with that old self she used to be. She was really embodying this very tight, very fit, very athletic body. So now it had evolved into working with athletes she can still do the whole other branch but now she has now she's got multiple branches so i say start with a niche get really specific about who your your people are and then branch out from there
0: mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. and i love how you mentioned like your specific motivator is freedom and like that's your mm-hmm. fuel your passion your your just your way to keep on going, to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's actually very common for a lot of people that I've spoken to anyway. Freedom is like huge on the radar. Um, Mm -hmm. And say like for people that have like self-doubt or any kind of limitations, if it's insecurities or things like that of any kind, um, what would you voice out to those people?
1: Okay. Okay. Let me touch the first piece that you said. Okay. Because we we connected with each other on Instagram, right? So, probably one of the reasons we connected to each other on Instagram is because this kind of freedom ignites me and it probably ignites you as well. So, that's how we were drawn to each other, right? Which means a lot of the folks that are coming in to be with you. Have a, have a similar thing. That's probably a, an undergirding thing. So I just wanted to point that out. That we draw to us who we are. You right. know, mm-hmm. nobody likes nobody likes themselves better than anything else. So if you're if I'm reflecting you, then boy, I like her, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right. laughs> so yeah. we're drawn to people that we resonate with. So the second part of your question was, can you restate that so I'm really specific with it? Yes. For absolutely. people that are feeling so if they have any, if anyone has
0: any self doubt, like they, they know that freedom is very important to them as well, but they have self doubt on how to go about it, how to actually portray their uniqueness, their brand, to really make a mark on the map, you know, to just really get themselves okay. out there.
1: So there are a couple of things. Um, one of them is to begin with a yes. So for example, um, I work with Michael Bernard Beckwith at the Agape International Spiritual Center. And uh, he was on stage a few years ago. And from the stage, he said, what is your outrageous dream? And that caught me off guard because I've done a lot of work around like, what's my dream? What's my vision? But your outrageous dream, that takes it to a whole other level. And so when he said that there is something that had been in my mind. So I'm thinking if there's a person right now that feels shy or insecure about that thing that they kind of know is for them, but it may feel impossible or they're not sure or whatever. So I had something similar that was, that had been in my mind, it had been in my mind for three years. I kept getting this vision of what's next for me, but it's, it didn't seem possible. So I kept like shooing it over, um, pushing it aside. But when I when I was posed with that question, what is your outrageous dream? And I'm posing that to those listening right now. What's your outrageous dream? What the, an image kept coming to mind. I decided, like, I do it. It's out of reach. It's impossible. All these things. What I decided to do was just give it a yes like obviously it keeps coming to me, to me. If there's something that you feel compelled about, if there's something that keeps coming to you, even though you may feel insecure about it or not sure about it or whatever, if it keeps coming to you, it is for you. If it comes to you, it is for you. So I would say the first step is to give it a yes, just to give it some space on the altar of your consciousness. So if you take into your awareness right now, whatever your dream is, no matter how far-fetched it seems, and just maybe say thank you, like be grateful for it. Everything begins in gratitude, gratitude grows. So maybe just start being so grateful that you even, that, that this gift of an idea even came to you. So being grateful for it. And then after gratitude, maybe stretch yourself and say yes. Yes. I have no idea how to heck to do this, but yes. And then I actually, I like symbols and images. Um, maybe I'll read an excerpt from this in a minute from my book, What's Your What? I talk about how to rig your environment so that it auto-produces triggers that, um, that, that are guiding you along the way of what you do want as opposed to what you don't want. So I actually have a symbol on my altar that reminds me of this vision that came to me. So I see it every day. So for whatever it is you're wanting to create, I would say, come up with an image, a symbol, a quote, a feeling tone, a color, mm-hmm. have it by your bedside, by your bathroom mirror so that you're constantly reminded. And then this, these images, these symbols will begin to magnetize towards you people, places, circumstances, and events that match you at the level of your dream. That's when like all of a sudden, it's amazing. Somebody will contact you that you never, you know, you had no idea they would even know who you are or an opportunity comes up. So the first step, if you're feeling uncertain, is maybe begin with gratitude that you were given a gift of an idea or an inspiration. The second step is to say yes to it. And, and the way that you know you're really on like an outrageous dream, like your biggest purpose in this lifetime, is you can ask yourself, is it something you could complete in this lifetime? So I'm not talking about like goal lists and goal, you know, knocking things off of a goal list. I'm talking about how are you meant to express in this lifetime? How does God want to do God as you? How does life force, nature source? want to express through you. And you can find out if you're dreaming big enough by asking, is it completable in this lifetime? Because if it is, it's not big enough. Can you do it alone? I've tried to do everything alone. That's my, I'm a big loner kind of person. But if you're dreaming big enough, you can't do it alone. It's gonna take a team. And then the third piece is to ask, um, does your dream uh, serve the dignity of humanity? Because at this point, anything we're dreaming up, whatever your goal is, to be truly fueled by the, the energy of the universe, it has to go beyond just serving you. It will serve you. It will support you and source you when you're really hitting it. But it needs to go beyond just sourcing you, just sourcing your family. It needs to be bigger than just sourcing your community. At this point, anything we're dreaming up needs to serve Humanity, all humanity everywhere it needs to serve life mm-hmm. so those are a couple those are like the beginner steps. I mean we could do like a little visioning process I don 't know what your time frame is, but the, the beginner steps are to be grateful that that's a paradigm shift already if it's something somebody feels nervous about to start by being grateful that the idea has come to you right mm-hmm. and um, because the way that it works is there's, there's, we're all part of this collective field of consciousness, of energy. And so there are these ideas that are necessary for the evolution of humanity. They float in the ethers. Some of them are like, okay, you know, a a number of them will come to each of us. Like it's, it's like giving a direction, like, okay, I'm going to need you on this team. I need you on that time. I need you to get out there and get the plastic out of the water. I need you to protect the the trees. I need you to inspire people. I need you to help people eat well. I need, you know, like everybody's got their thing. So if one of us falls, it puts burden on the rest. So the first step is to say thank you. Like I've been given my team because I know where I'm, my direction is. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I have no clue how this will unfold, but I'm going to say yes. And then the universe, like you take one step, the universe takes a thousand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah, a good start.
0: It is a good start. And I feel like with saying yes, it's a form of accepting it and being open to receive and letting go. It's um, even if there are fears, doubts, whatever else that may be lingering, Mm -hmm. as you let go, it begins to fall away. Obviously, as you let go, it just clears from your space, from your whole being, even from the mindset. And as you receive more, it's like all this light shining within you, polishing you off, getting you prepared for the next step.
1: Yeah. There's a great quote. Um, so Michael Beckwith is who I work with, and he has this quote that um, fear pushes until the vision pulls, something like that. Fear pushes until the vision pulls. So the idea is, to, is we want to focus on the vision. So we are compelled, we're ignited, we're juicy, we're, we're just forward moving by a vision. So I would say that's where we lay our energy is in visioning what we want to create in the world yeah and I, that becomes compelling
0: absolutely and um i feel like just being so open and trusting having that faith having trust letting go of everything that's keeping us resistant mm-hmm. so that way the pull can kick in
1: yes <laughs> so yeah.
0: that way we can feel supported
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right
0: it's beautiful i'm a, i could visualize it and it's yeah it's, it's a very beautiful way to perceive um so you mentioned like um, your
1: vision, would you like to share your outrageous? You no, know, you know what? Um, <laughs> it actually has a lot to do with the kind of work you do. It has it has to do with how I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a public speaker and I do a lot of inspirational speaking and it's a dream of what happens when I'm on stage that it goes beyond talking, that it moves into the level of transformation and healing in a tangible way. And so, as soon as I said yes to it, I started having opportunities come to me. I, I, I mean, I haven't been away from my family in more than like four or five years, um, in, in more than four or five days in 15 years. Mm-hmm. And an opportunity came and I went away for 30 days and apprenticed with shaman from the Leica tradition.
0: Nice. And,
1: and that was right after my yes came in. And then I went to Peru and I continued the work. And so I have all these things that are opening up inside of me. And it was just by beginning to say yes, you know, and I don't know how it'll all unfold ultimately, but it it began with saying yes. And then the opportunities came to me. Mm -hmm. I became affiliated with an organization on the East Coast that's doing extraordinary energetic healings. And we're going to have some TV programs and things coming out and, and, and that just it literally just all came right to me from from saying yes with no clue on how it was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Having the courage, having the courage to say yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd said no for three years because it seemed ridiculous, but... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's the human part, you know, sometimes right. they say no, and, you know. And the thing is, like, whatever it is that's on your heart as you're listening to this, the truth is you probably are already doing it and being it. Mm-hmm. So, you know like who we are can't be denied. You know, you go back to that exercise I spoke about and, um, and those qualities, like you're already it. It's something, I think that what came to me was a freedom to accept it and and sort of claim it. That's, that's what shifts.
0: And feeling like that, it's, that it's safe to evolve. It's safe to keep growing. It's okay and completely okay to, to expand, to let ourselves really bloom as much as possible within this lifetime, and even, like I like the outrageous way of visualizing and setting dreams that are like beyond this life, even Yes. Help to propel ourselves, um, and it's like putting ourselves like in this acceleration mode. Um, but it's even though it it's like has that supercharged to it, it's a comfortable pace, and I feel like that's what we need to really understand as like the human elements of who we are is that it's not going to be like you know whiplash you know like (laughs) even though it's fun it is fun to really skyrocket but feeling that we could handle it we can it's actually exciting it's
1: actually comfortable yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for sure for sure there's something really beautiful about being in the saying yes and watching what happens. And life is gentle, you know, it may it it'll 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 push you. I've definitely been pushed. I've been given opportunities that I was like flipped out about. They seemed so big and so out of my element, but you know, we're given what we can handle. We really are. And so that's why it's important that first piece that I spoke about about having a spiritual practice, knowing what your structure is. I think that what has shifted for me over the last number of years is that I used to have opportunities come to me that would give me the chance to launch and I would do really, really well, but I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't keep my high vibe because I didn't have an internal infrastructure strong enough to hold that energy. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to take the time to build up an internal infrastructure. What does that mean? It means Practices It means spiritual community. it means um, having all kinds of internal resources. It means my diet's on point. I drink enough water, I get enough fruits and vegetables and, and life sourcing foods. like I had to address everything to make sure my body is strong and flexible to hold the level of energy that that i 'm moving towards and so once I started really tending to myself spiritually, physically, emotionally, psychologically that's, I've been able to rise to the level that I can hold. And so I, that's kind of the next step for me.
0: Yeah. It's blooming. You're blooming. Yes. You're all, blooming. Like, <laughs> unfolding all these petals. And it's like, um, even though you bloom so many times in life, it's like we are always have so many more blossoms to offer this world to yourself.
1: Yeah. That's such an important thing. You know, I heard a story once there was a very famous singer. I'm, I'm not hundred percent who it was, so I'm not going to say a name, yeah, but okay. I think she had been quoted She was, she had been quoted as saying her biggest goal in life was to be on the cover of Time Magazine. And then I think in the 1960s, she was on the cover of Time Magazine and she died shortly after that. And so my takeaway from that is that if our goals have limits to them, if they're finite within this lifetime, um, then we have to keep reinventing ourselves. Then it feels like that's where life can feel like a hamster wheel, like, you know, I'm just... I'm moving as fast as I can. If I'm, if my work is about like this talk, you know, my next talk, my next talk, that feels like a hamster wheel because mm-hmm. I'm only as good as my last talk and now I got to come up with another talk and then another talk and then another talk. But if my vision has to do with healing, if it has to do with um, radiance, if it has to do with, you, do, you know what I mean? Like this expands so far out mm-hmm. and it's not completable in this lifetime. That's compelling. So that's what I'm encouraging here is that we, we it's great to have our little guidepost goals. That's important, actually. And there needs to be a vision that's larger than all of us pulling and igniting.
0: Mm-hmm. I see it as like, um, you know, you soaring, like um, flying rather than just walking. It's like, why well, walk when we could fly. Yes. So you know, <laughs> like the eagle perspective, you know, the bird's eye view, but you could mm-hmm. see your, your vision is way more vast mm-hmm. and that way it's like being aligned with your purpose and being, being fair to yourself. Because if we tread the water or walk on the ground too long or whatever, it's like we lose that momentum.
1: Right. right. And part of the momentum is also about serving others. It's like, how can I serve life? And that's a big paradigm shift for a lot of folks, you know, definitely for me, because for a long time it'd be like, about what i'm doing or how i'm you know creating my art but if it's if the intention every time before i set foot on a stage is like how can i serve these people that's, that's a job. whole other thing that's a whole other level and that brings a lot of freedom to it that awesome. brings a lot of freedom to it
0: mm-hmm. and i feel like as um intuitive people like us and people in general i, I can't speak for everyone but um speaking for myself it's like um when i when I am of service and I, I I do things more for other people and I also propel with them, you mm-hmm. know, it's like a win-win.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. So I did want to share something. I was, yeah. I was talking earlier about how um, this is a really practical step and I'd love people to leave with it. It's from my book, What's Your What? And I, I'm really big on rigging your environment in a way that is self-igniting so that you see things because we have... A biological, physical, psychological, chemical response to everything around us. I have the forest behind me. I'm a nature girl. We're in quarantine mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to get to the woods the way I like to. So I just went on Amazon and got some forest curtains. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but can I tell you something? My body responds to it. Our human, um, the subconscious mind can't determine the difference between a real event or an imagined event. So my brain isn't saying, oh, those are just curtains. It's not the real thing. It's saying forest. Ah, mm-hmm. right? right? So I speak a lot about how to rig your... And what's your... Work. I have the coaching... Authors. Each one, we consider how they can create the most compelling work environment using colors, music, lighting, quotations, artwork, aroma. Consider every single aspect of your work and home environment. Keep a list of the top qualities that personify you. So that's that exercise I was talking about. I would literally write the qualities down and have them. Oh, that's so funny. I would have them somewhere where you can see them. One of my top qualities for a long time, I noticed after I spoke, people started calling me a spiritual badass. And I was like, at first I was offended because like they cursed at me. (laughs) Then I was so flattered, like, oh, I'm a badass. And so I had it on my bathroom mirror and my son came in one day and saw it and he was like, oh, you cursed. So, <laughs> but anyway, that juices me to see that it, it like, it's helping to like push me into more of myself because I'm very polite and well-mannered. So to like think of myself as a badass is yeah. very exciting. So so I would definitely encourage you to write down what are qualities that really compel you, that are exciting. Um, and then I said, Have a statement of passion, like what's your statement of passion Um, and have it prominently displayed. Become sensitive to what sparks you. We have a biological chemical response to everything in our environment. Inspiration is about arousing specific emotions or actions. An effective environment ignites inspiration. So this is what you, where you let your environment kind of do part of the work for you. When your environment is pleasing and conducive, it awakens your indwelling centropic impulse. Centropy is the innate drive within all living matter to self-perfect. So we're igniting that thing that's already inside of you to go to full realization. This starts to push the waters about and just the right song or photograph or quote can get those waves rolling. And before you know it, you are surfing on a beautiful flow state, sailing into the zone. So that's, that's just, I love that kind of practical tip because it's so effective.
0: Yeah. It's like tuning into your energy frequency that, that you're craving. And I see that soul food,
1: you know, mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. And rigging food. your environment. So it helps get you back there. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it's more supportive. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that perspective. Makes me want to go like decorate and get some curtains. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. Like what, what sparks you? What are the colors, you know? Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. lavender's a thing for me, so I make sure I have lavender around. Like what's what is it for you? Mm-hmm. And then just notice, like, even if you added one thing today, notice how your energy kind of shifts when you see it. Yeah, it and if sense. you and then you could start to tend to your clothing. Like everything has an impact, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it's it's pretty juicy. <laughs> it's juicy because it, it impacts your vibrational frequency, which then impacts the way the world responds to you. And you, you, you meet people at the level of your frequency. So as you raise your frequency, you, you draw a whole other level of life and energy and opportunities to you.
0: It's beautiful. I like how you perceive it. I could talk I about this stuff all day long. It's <laughs> so
1: exciting. I know, I can <laughs> like how long do we have <laughs> <laughs> it's good right These yeah like steps though like i think it's important like not to get overwhelmed to start with some basic steps mm-hmm. and then just watch how they impact notice and yeah. then keep adding
0: mm-hmm. i like how practical and easy you make it so that right. way we, uh, like a few tweaks or adding something or taking something away even from the environment yes yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah.
1: a big one taking right. stuff away for yeah. sure yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> awesome, Julie. It's been a pleasure so far. Anything? Uh, yeah, you're very welcome. And I love how well rounded you are. Um, and you're a great teacher. That's easy to, to feel and to receive the messages that you share. Anything else that you feel would be helpful for us about about our uniqueness, about raising our energy, about our branding, anything? That you
1: feel that we yeah, have fun with it. Have fun. Just have fun with it. It's like what you said a while ago, you know, like set up play dates with yourself and do activities that bring you joy and pleasure. I find I've worked with so many different people when I had a coaching practice, people at the very tops of their games. And um when they are most inspired, it's usually when they're playing a game of basketball or out for a walk or working out or, you know, Set up pleasure. Let pleasure be part of your practice. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's just so pleasurable for you, and allow the creativity to flow. I awesome. think that's important.
0: It is very important.
1: I yeah. think that message was for me. I'm getting <laughs> really
0: serious. I think full
1: circle. Maybe somebody awesome. else can use that, but that definitely was for me. <laughs> and
0: that's what I love about sharing because it's like we always need to remember whatever the life lesson may be. We need to remember and to apply it and to yes. keep applying and keep updating and keep growing and all of the things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Julie, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much thank for being you. blessed. Absolutely. And congratulations with everything so far and good luck to achieving your outrageous dream.
1: Uh, thank you. You're you welcome. Too, and God bless everybody out there. Thank you so much for the time.
0: Thank you, Julie.
1: Thank Mm -hmm. you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.